watch out. Yeah, talking about way out there. Beheim! Wow, is that silence in a little bit? Schrader takes. It's a two-man rush. Schrader steps Don't up. Fit. Pop pass up the middle. Got Parker's it. got it. Room to run. 15, 10. Hit, hit in. Gregory, touchdown. The Bills make me want to Allen looks to his left. Fires left side. In go to the end zone. Stephon Diggs makes the catch. Touchdown, Buffalo. Swing in the miss. It is over. The Boston Red Sox. Baseball's best all season long. They have won it all. This is On The Block. Yeah, I was driving home yesterday, so I heard some of your show. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Brent. Thank you. Thanks, Brent. Two, one. Here's X-Men. ESPN Radio 97.7, 100.1, ESPN Radio, 96.5 FM, heard wherever you are, whatever you are doing on the ESPN app. Seen, heard, and everything in between, friends, in the wonderful world of QSportsTalk.com. Where you can watch the show, you can participate in the live chat throughout the show, and you get the show within the show. Ooh, the show within the show. That sounds interesting. It's like That's like that wacky movie that Leo DiCaprio was in, which I still don't know if, like, at the end, like, the thing was spinning. Was he still in the dream world or the real world? I don't know. I still can't figure it out. I'm not going to watch that movie again because it made my head hurt the first time I watched it, but... That's neither here nor there. The show within the show is when the radio audience goes to commercial breaks. Our friends on QSportsTalk.com do not. We keep the mics on. We chat with you. You have your own conversations, your own topics. It's a whole thing. So QSportsTalk.com, a magical place to be to take in the show. Happy Friday, everybody. Hope you're having a great Friday. But it's not officially the weekend until this show is in the books. So let's tell you what's lined up. For today, at 4:20, we are going to run an interview that I conducted earlier today with Syracuse women's lacrosse head coach Kayla Trainer. Now we did discuss some breaking news that we now know at this point, and it is unfortunate breaking news. Another big star for the Syracuse women's lacrosse team is out for the season. Emma Tyrell, who has emerged as one of the biggest stars on this team, of course, a sister of Megan Tyrell is the leading scorer on the Orange, just having an incredible season, 50 points, 30 goals. She leads the Orange with 20 assists. And to get the news that one of your primary offensive weapons is out before the biggest game of the season, obviously devastating news. The team had known prior to uh, today and can prepare and not only, you know, in terms of as playing, but mentally, you know, another teammate going down. Unfortunately, they've got some experience with this with Emily Harris, Chuck Megan, Carney, Emma Ward, Sierra Cockrell, uh, Vanessa Constantino, and others that have suffered season-ending injuries in the last couple of years. But still devastating news, and it's going to make defeating the number one team in the country all that more tougher uh, for the Syracuse women's lacrosse team. So um, when I recorded the interview with Kayla, 
earlier today, like we knew that Emma was out of practice and something was kind of happening and the possibility was there that she could be out. Uh, We now know she is. So uh, you'll hear that interview in a preview of North Carolina senior day at the Dome tomorrow and still a big game and still a game that I think Syracuse can win. It just got a little more difficult today. So we will preview that big matchup, Syracuse, North Carolina, 2 o'clock. Draw control, as they say in the women's lacrosse world, at uh, the Dome tomorrow afternoon. I've got thoughts on the men's lacrosse team losing to Albany last night. That's what we're going to spend the monologue on. We will track the Masters for you. Ah, yes. Hello, friends. Welcome back to Augusta. Eldrick Tiger Woods, currently on the court. Keep you updated on how things go this afternoon. At Augusta, we'll also keep you updated on uh, Yankees Red Sox. If I have any uh, sudden outbursts, it could be because of that. Uh, currently 4-4, bottom of the eighth. DJ LeMahieu just tied the game with a homer for the Yankees. We'll keep you updated on that matchup uh, throughout the afternoon. Opening day for them. Uh, the opening day in baseball yesterday, but Yankees and Red Sox delayed a day and uh, probably a good decision there. Nice sunny day. Beautiful skies in the Bronx. Baseball is back, so we'll keep tabs on that for you. Big news uh, out of LeMoyne in uh, Chris Carlson writing this on Syracuse.com that LeMoyne is exploring a jump to Division One sports. Very interesting stuff. So we will get into that a little bit later on in the program. It is Friday, and on Fridays, we like to conduct a little draft around here. And we don't just do a draft. Why just do that? We like to draft the Mount Rushmore of things. And today, cue it up again there, Johnny. That's right, friends. Today, we will draft the Mount Rushmore of all things the Masters. Welcome back to Amen Corner. Will Amen Corner be a pick? Sure it will, because I'm going to pick it. Just gave one away. Why not? So today we will draft the Mount Rushmore of all things the Masters on CBS. Have some fun with that later in the show, and uh, you're welcome to join along at 437-7644, Brent Axe Media on Twitter, and as mentioned, the live chat flowing at QSportsTalk.com. All right, got to take a deep breath here. I had to have a few people talk me off a ledge today on this. I'm essentially going to spend the monologue today arguing with myself. Make no mistake about it, last night's loss by the Syracuse men's lacrosse team to Albany is a bad loss. It's a bad loss on all fronts. I understand it was Albany's Super Bowl. We talked about this yesterday. It was a big freaking deal that Syracuse even down in its current status, but still has a status as one of the more prominent programs in college lacrosse, finally, after 20 years, went to Albany. That is a big, big deal. They had been looking forward to it since committing to it, and, you know, good on Syracuse for doing it. Does Syracuse have to go to Albany? No. There's a reason that Albany came to Syracuse 20 straight years, but Albany... Really, look, the last four years, they haven't been good. They haven't made the tournament in the last four years. But this was a team that's been in the Final Four in 
let me put it to you this way. Who was in the Final Four last, Syracuse or Albany? It was Albany, all right? So Syracuse can't be thumbing their nose at Albany anymore. But still, even with that being their Super Bowl, it was a monsoon last night. If you knew and watched the game, not ideal. But even though Syracuse spends most of its games indoors or in okay weather conditions, lacrosse is an outdoor sport. As I love to remind the baseball players back in the day when I played lacrosse, we don't go running inside when it rains, okay? We play in the mud, in the snow, in the weather. You got to do that in lacrosse sometimes. Caused a lot of turnovers in that game. Syracuse and Albany combined for 42 turnovers last night, so you kind of had to build that in. I'm not even talking about the turnovers. I knew it was going to be a sloppy game. I knew this was not going to be a crisp, well ex. I'm actually... Surprised they scored as many goals as they did, a 14-12 game. I thought this would be, they played on turf, so you're not like slogging through the mud, but I thought it would cut back on the scoring, right? All that factored in, that is brutal to go to Albany and lose that game. That's not even one of the 10 best Albany teams I've seen. And I might be being kind there. Sports are about intangibles. It meant everything to them. Congratulations to Scott Moore and that team for getting that win. You could tell what it meant. There was a great crowd even in the monsoon. I don't care. You can't lose that game. Now, Gary Gate makes some interesting points here, so let's just get it from the coaching perspective. Uh, Here he is. He's right about this. I can't push back too much on this. A lack of experience is hurting this team. Oh, I think it's a huge factor. <laughs> We're playing with what we have, and, and they're doing their best. They're working, working really hard, but they don't have a lot of experience. And, uh, you know, it showed a little bit today. Um, you know, we, we strugg- had struggle. Uh, you know, when they, they were shutting off our, our top player in Dordovic and they were making it tough on everybody and it was an opportunity for our young guys and they, they need to get a little bit more experience to, to be able to handle and, and, and make plays. I mean, he's not wrong there, but you have enough experience and you have enough talent to beat that Albany team. I don't care if it's in Albany, in a monsoon, in the dome, on the moon. That's a team you got to beat. It just is. And they almost did. They came. They're down 11-6. They came back, made it a game. The key in that game was one stat. All you have to look at is shots on goal. Syracuse had 52 shots in that game. 27 of them were on goal, which tells you a lot of bad shots, a lot of wild shots, a lot of bad angle shots, forcing it. Albany had 30 shots in that game, 25 on goal. Precise, precision, on net, challenging Bobby Gavin, challenging a defense that, frankly, just isn't good. It's not a good defense. It hasn't been a good defense. And this is going to be a project for Dave Patramala to fix. Now, here's the thing with this. This is where... The long-term and the short-term fight each other. This is where I have to be patient as much as my inner self is screaming right now, you cannot lose to that Albany team. And I'm going to maintain that. That Albany team, I'm going to be kind here. 
They're not good. They're not even the. They might not even make. The, they might not even win that league. They're not good. I'm sorry, they're not. They're not even on the level of a Syracuse team that's rebuilding right now, but that's sports, friends. Intangibles go your way, you take advantage of it. That's, again, that's not even one of the 10 best Albany teams I've seen. And they've had some really good teams. Okay. It is a process. Gary Gate, he just kind of said it there. He's got what he's got to work with. He's not a miracle worker. Gary Gate is one of the more innovative, creative coaches in the sport, in the long term. And when I say long term, I think within a couple years, this thing's going to be humming. I mean, those of you that follow the sport know they've got a great recruiting class coming in beyond Joey Spolina. I mean, Joey Spolina is the number one recruit in the country and, and speaks for himself. They've got some good recruits. In a couple of weeks, it's not next Friday, it's the Friday after that. There is going to be a high school showcase that's going to be on ESPNU, okay? You're going to see some of the top high schools in the country, and you're going to see, my count may be off by one or two, but there are six players in those games committed to Syracuse. And you're going to see the future of Syracuse lacrosse, and you're going to say, I feel better. So there is light at the end of the tunnel here in that sense. But you still cannot lose to that Albany team. You just can't. Now, Syracuse is limited in what they can do. Tucker Dordovic is the only player that can effectively go out there and run what they want to do on offense. And Tucker Dordovic plays his tail off. Brendan Curry was hurt, was favoring one shoulder, stays out there, guts it out. I I will not doubt that. I'm not questioning that. This team plays hard. This team does have some gumption. This team does go at it. They're just not good. And I hate to be that blunt, but they're just not good. And look, a couple weeks ago when Dordovic did that goal, I called it a transformative moment. That's what Gary Gate wants Syracuse lacrosse to be, and I'm going to stand by that. I think we're going to look back on that moment and say, there was a glimpse of what this program can be again. And by the way, Dordovic's going to be a part of it next year because he's coming back for a sixth year. So I don't want to be that blunt and that critical, but I've got to be honest with you, and that's what I see. So Gary Gate, Dave Petromala, T.D. Erland, they're not miracle workers. They need players to work with. Now, to be fair, as Gary brought up, there's a lack of experience. There's just also a lot of injuries on that team. You lose an Owen Hiltz, who's one of the more impactful freshmen in the country last year, and limits what you can do in terms of running an offense. That hurts. You lose a Lucas Quinn. You lose Griffin Cook. These are good players that can move an offense. The lack of experience that Gary talks about, these are second- and third-line players trying to play at that high level. They're just not there yet. The depth isn't there. The talent isn't there. You had to make a change. I asked for that change, so now I have to be patient with that change. You've got to let the process play out. I have to remind myself of that. You still have to mark progress along the way. You still have to win the games right in front of you. You have to win. Look at that schedule coming up. Folks, it is entirely possible they could finish 4-10. and 10. It's one of the worst records you're ever going to see on a Syracuse lacrosse team. So you got to take two steps back before you take two steps forward. When you reset, when you put in a new coaching staff, a new philosophy, and Gary Gate is 
as good as it gets, but he can't wave a magic wand. I mean, Kayla Trainer inherited one of the most talented teams in the country. I still think she'd be great, you know, no matter what roster you handed her. But it just so happened she got handed a lot of great all-world players, a few of which are going to have their numbers retired one day at the Dome. So that's a little, it, it makes the process easier to step right in and go. Gary Gate was not handed that kind of team. He'll have it soon. And he's got the coaches that, look, if you're just giving me a draft of coaches in the college lacrosse world to do what they do, they'd all be high picks for me. Petromala, Pat March, T.D. Erland, Gate himself, they'd all be high draft picks. But, man, games like last night, it just it just feels helpless. The way they're running that offense, because they just don't have anybody else that can do it. They just don't. They, they have one player, two players that can effectively, consistently dodge. That can. I'm watching this thing, just pulling my hair out, saying, "Move the ball, move the ball." This ISO stuff isn't working, but you're darned if you do, darned if you don't. Not, nothing's going to work. They got to have to create the matchups and try and get what they get. But that's what you got last night. All the shots. How many were on goal? So if I'm Gary Gate. I'm essentially showing up to every press conference like, we've got what we've got. We're working with what we can. We're trying to get better. It's all a bunch of coach speak, but he's not wrong. He's, he's not wrong, as he says here. You know, they finished the man up. You know, that was key. You get the opportunities. We got a couple stops. I think we had uh, a shorthanded or two. I, I can't really tell by here, but I think we, I know we had one for sure. And we had an opportunity on the other. So we had some stops early on the on their our man down, but you know, it, you know certainly the uh, six on four was a tough one at, at the end. You know, but uh, again, we didn't finish on our opportunities. We got the shots. They didn't go in. They got the ball back, and they we got a bunch of stops. I thought our defense played pretty well to get some stops, and then you know we couldn't hold them. Got to make some point blank saves. You can't have three offsides on the ride in one game. You, Gary brought up the man-up opportunities. Albany's one of the best man-up teams in the country coming in, so you give them those chances, they're going to cash them in. I mentioned it, the bad shots, the bad angles, it's just like, come on. It's, it's just frustrating because I thought that Duke game was going to spark something. I really did. And, it, again, I think long-term it still will. But, man, oh, man, that's not a game you can I mean, the tournament's out the window. That team's not making the tournament. I closed that door, frankly, a couple of weeks ago. But you, know, you keep hope alive. They at least have the, the teams on the schedule that if you could somehow pull it off and beat a few of them and put themselves in position, beat Notre Dame twice, beat Albany, you're in the tournament. Guess what? They lost to both of them. So it's, man, it's an interesting time to be a lacrosse fan because there is light at the end of the tunnel. There is a solution. You have the plan in place. It's just getting there and what it's going to take to get there and dealing with what you have to deal with now. But man, you can't lose to that Albany team. Again, the circumstances of it would at least, now if Albany beat Syracuse in the Dome like that last night, trust me, all that other fluffy stuff I was saying about, oh, there's light at the end, of, that's out the window. The very least, yeah, it was on the road in a monsoon in their Super Bowl. And you can somewhat justify that. But you can't lose that game. You just can't. I mean, I'm not going to candy coat this. That's a brutal loss. And look at the schedule upcoming. 
Now, it sets up a hell of a story if Syracuse can somehow turn itself around and beat a Cornell or beat up a, a North Carolina. Notre Dame, again, Virginia, three of those four are at home. So you got that going for you, which is nice. I was okay. I was a lot more calm through that than I thought it would be. I was just pulling my hair out watching that game. Just And I'd be lying to you if I, in some sense, didn't see it coming. Like, the word that doesn't describe this is surprise. Oh, no. You can't be surprised. But I can be disappointed. I can be like, you just can't do that. Surprise isn't the word, but brutal comes to mind. As it does, unfortunately, with some news we got from the Syracuse women's lacrosse side, but if there's a team that knows how to galvanize and knows how to rally around and in a weird way, as we have to do in sports, next woman up in this case, just call somebody up to fill the role, it's that Syracuse women's lacrosse team. I mean, they lost two amazing players last year and made it to the national championship game. So how do you do it without Emma Tyrell? How do you do it with the players you have now? How goaltending, always important, but is particularly interesting in this game. And a loaded, undefeated, the only undefeated team left, number one North Carolina Tar Heel squad in the Dome tomorrow. As a matter of fact, the last time Syracuse beat a number one team, it happened to be North Carolina. And it happened to be a game that Kayla Trainer scored seven goals in and led the Orange to victory. How does she do it now as a coach? We will talk to Kayla Trainer when we come back. You're on the block, ESPN Radio, QSportsTalk.com. It's a Friday, baby. ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. <laughs> This is On The Block with Brent Axe. Welcome back, friends. Great to have you on board here on The Block, ESPN Radio, QSportsTalk.com, presented by the Wildcat Pizza Pub. Well, it's Friday, and on Fridays around here, it gets a little drafty. And today, we are going to draft the Mount Rushmore of all things. Cue it up there, Johnny. Hello, friends. Scotty Scheffler currently five under par. par. Lowry Schwartzel in three under. Matsuyama two under. Eldrick Tiger Woods is two over par. Through 12 and four overs the cut. I bet Schwartzel. Hang in there, kids. Hang in there, Tiger. You can do it, Eldrick. Go Schwartzel. So Paul Sibilia is here. Hello, Paul. Hi. Jordan is here, who has already made an outfit change, by the way. Very impressive that you went from your Red Sox gear to your Eric Devendorf jersey already. Uh, one, by the way, uh, from our friend Matt Gavendo in his vintage Syracuse uh, bracket. Autographed Eric Devendorf jersey. Is it weird that Very I good. got a jersey autographed by somebody who I see on a weekly basis? Very like, weird. I can't wear this around him, right? It's like... It's like the great line from um, PCU, don't wear the shirt of the band you're going to see. Don't be that guy. Just don't wear it when Devo's here. That's kind of weird. 
That's kind of weird. Why did it just? Why did that line not stick in from TCU? To me? The Pampers line is bad. <laughs> <laughs> there's, Wait, there's plenty of lines from. PCU. I don't know what old guy stuff you guys are talking about. But then what band shirt do I? Just different topic for a day. Okay, okay. We are going to draft the Mount Rushmore of all things the Masters on CBS. So we will go around the room. Jordan, you will start. Paul, you will go second. I will go third. And we each draft a Mount Rushmore of things from the Masters. Lots of things on the table here. On the first tee, ladies and gentlemen, Jordan Capozzi. Holy, turn the sound off. I'm trying phone. to cheat. <laughs> I was just going to. Okay, Brent, I know this is your Paul show. Paul is welcome to cheat. Would it make your life easier if I traded you the first pick, Paul? No, go ahead. Okay, well, that's easy enough. I think he's trying to say. I'm not ready to go. That's what I'm trying to say. You want to go third? You, just to go. And I'll okay, <laughs> all right. Okay, well, I'm sorry, Brent, but you've maybe it's just your incredible promotion throughout the week. Okay. Showing the versatility of this entity that I am drafting first overall, it's it's got to be the music. It has to be the master. That's a music. great first pick. That's a great first pick. I mean, this is, I think, some of the most iconic music associated with a sporting event. Just calms you down. Hello, friends. That's a great first pick. Paul Sibilia is next. I don't even know what on the board. What I'm doing, but okay. I, I believe it was was it Dick Emberg that did the oh my no that's Vern Lundquist Vern, was it Vern Lundquist Vern yeah. yeah one of those old guys the tiger chipping yeah that caused the oh, oh my. my yeah perfect one of the best Masters moments ever Tiger Woods chips in who'd you think it was Dick Emberg. Dick Emberg okay. both both good Dick Emberg said oh my yeah that's why right. but Vern Lundquist I believe the actual call was. Have you ever seen anything like that in your life? That is right. There you go. One of the great moments in history. Well, I mean, you guys. It was against Chris DeMarco. You are right. Good job Googling yeah, that, yeah, Paulie. Yeah. Eldrick, two over, uh, about to putt for birdie on the 14th. Keep you updated on that. Um, well, I got to take the green jacket. Just as iconic as the music or anything else. Associated with the Masters. So Jordan, we go back over to you. Three picks on the board and nine to go. I kind of feel like I'm stealing here in the second round, but let me get Augusta National. Augusta National. Just taking the course. Let me get the course. Taking the epic, luscious, all-natural green. No artificial um, ingredients included. Augusta National. And and the flowers aren't there azaleas or something? you can't take the course and the azaleas. I, mean, I guess I guess course? you kind of just did because you took the whole course. But if you want the flowers, elements of the body. course are still eligible. You right. can't just take the course off the board. <laughs> but I want it. So Jordan selects Augusta National Golf Club. Do you know what I think's cool? Googling your draft. No, no, what do you I, think's cool? Paul? I saw this yesterday. No, you was I did too. Shut up. You don't know what I saw. It's not on this list. Uh, Tom Watson, Jack Nicholas, and Gary Player. You want to draft that? Yes, yeah, starting the that opening start. That's a the, great pick. 
to the I saw that and I was like that is super cool. The legend starters yeah. it, traditionally shut in, your in this pie hole, in this case you. as you mentioned Jack Nicholas, Tom Watson, Gary Player. Gary Player did the traditional starting at the Masters. That's a that's a great one. Thank you. It's a great pick. Uh that leaves me uh over that over to me for the sixth pick. And when you I mean we have the music, we have the course, we have players, we have moments there's so much here, but I've got to take. Now, I don't want to take the whole menu off the board, but Augusta is known for just having the same prices at the concession year after year after year. Most notably, the pimento cheese sandwich, which I believe this year is $2. Right? So give me, of course, in its master's wrapper. Much like the NCAA, everything's got to be in a master's cup, master's wrapper, everything labeled properly. The pimento cheese sandwich. Jordan, back over to you. Took food from me. I think they they don't have like their peach cookie witches this year, I believe, due to a shortage. That's unfortunate. That is unfortunate. Supply chain issues have prevented the peach ice cream chip witch. You will never catch me watching golf, really, unless it's a Sunday finish to a tournament and that's really what the masters does for me so with my third pick i'm going to draft having something to do on a late sunday afternoon it's a terrible pick over no. to paul no, no. all right it's i remember i remember pick. this one from my freshman year in uh in high school and everybody it, it's the quintessential choke of all time oh greg norman's oh. six shot <laughs> lead uh, at the masters when he blew it and you pulled the shark. That's a great pick. It's one of the all-time moments in the history of Augusta. Two-time major winner, but couldn't get it done, even with a six-shot lead. He and Nick Faldo hugged after. That's correct. Thank Sir you. Nick Faldo, three-time champion at Augusta. Uh, Eldrick still plus one, just teed off on 15, and uh, the cut is at four over. So, fingers crossed. Hang in there, Eldrick. Let's go. Uh, back over to me. This is my third pick, the ninth overall pick. Uh, you picked uh, a great Choke job moment. I'm going to pick the iconic win of all time in the history of Augusta. Now, Tiger had 2019, and Tiger had a lot of great wins, but the Golden Bear. Jack Nicholas, 1986, at 46 years old, which, by the way, coincidentally, Tiger also 46, raises the putter. The moment you see in every highlight reel you ever see for the rest of your life when it comes to the Masters, give me the Golden Bear. Back over to Jordan. It's not that I couldn't name a Masters moment if I tried, but I'm leaving them for you guys because I'm such a nice person. Sure. Yeah. So uh, I think I know one more thing that they do at the Masters. I don't know if they got through it this year due to weather, but I always love watching all the old dudes and their kids the day before just smack a hole-in-one attempt at the par three tournament. Great pick. The traditional par three where they skip it across the water and like you said, just the kids and everybody caddy and having a good time. Back over to Paul Sibilia for his last pick in the eleventh overall. Why are you looking down? I'm going I'm going I'm I'm not looking I'm, I'm good Googling. Googled it. How about uh how about Tiger <laughs> how about Tiger's first win? Sure, Paul. 
The original glory, it's called. <laughs> we can't tell his picks. We cannot. Hey, come on. I remember that. Listen, it's some good Google in there. That's that was an epic win. Tiger He's just Woods scrolling through the one young article. phenom comes through red on Sunday became the tradition. The greatest moments. In, uh, how hard is it to Google greatest moments in Masters history? You did well. You, you, you did well improvising. Maybe if Jordan could just play along. It's radio. Nobody knows I'm cheating. Well, QSportsTalk.com is. They don't know. I could have been texting something. Who knows? You could have been doing. Setting up a date. We know that's not, we know that's not <laughs> the case, right? But doing some of your vast responsibilities. Yeah. Jordan just got to make me look stupid. All right. 12th and final pick to me. It's a lot smaller than you think it is. It's an awkward ceremony when they actually Ooh, the first gift. chat. The jacket, right? Butler Cabin. I'm going to take Butler Cabin, where the handing off of the green jacket, the traditional winner before, gives it to the new champion, the awkward conversation with the amateur in there. For some reason, Jim Nance just kind of steps aside and lets the chairman of Augusta take over the broadcast. It's so awkward every year, but I, I can't not watch it. It's like a car wreck. Give me the Butler Cabin ceremony. So quick recap. The music. Tiger Woods, the green jacket, Augusta National. Paul, uh, your second pick. I can't read my own handwriting here. What did you Google there? No, that the pick before that. Oh, the the, I can't the player, the three guys, player and the other old. Oh, guy. the players, the right? Old yes, guys. the players the one that I actually witnessed. The old guy starters. Thank you, pimento cheese. Uh, Jordan having something to do on a Sunday. And that was just a dumb pick. Greg oh. Norman's choke job, the golden bear, the par three contest, Tigers first win and Butler cabin. That is the Mount Rushmore masters draft. Thank I you had, gentlemen. I had uh, someone tweet at me that I make our, my show unbearable. To mm-hmm. listen to, so I'm going to do yours. When you first said this, all I could think of was he man is my favorite masters of the universe. The masters of the universe draft. I'm in favor of someday. Just not today. Are you master of your own domain? Man at Arms is the best he- character ever. That toy was awesome. Bye, Paul. Okay, okay. We are going to draft the Mount Rushmore of all things the Masters on CBS. So we will go around the room. Jordan, you will start. Paul, you will go second. I will go third. And we each draft a Mount Rushmore of things from the Masters. Lots of things on the table here. On the first tee, ladies and gentlemen, Jordan Capuzzi. Uh, holy, turn the sound off. I'm trying phone. to cheat. <laughs> I was just going to, okay, Brent, I know this is your Paul show. Paul is welcome to cheat. Would it make your life easier if I traded you the first pick, Paul? No, go ahead. Okay, well, easy enough. I think he's trying to say. I'm not ready to go. That's what I'm trying to say. You want to go third? You, you, just to go. And I'll okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, I'm sorry, Brent, but you've maybe it's just your incredible promotion throughout the week. Okay. Showing the versatility of this entity that I am drafting first overall. It, it's it's got to be the music. It has to be the master. That's music. a great first pick. That's a great first pick. I mean, this is I think some of the most iconic music associated with a sporting event. Just you down. Hello, friends. That's a great first pick. Paul Sebelia is next. I don't even know what the board. 
what I'm doing, but okay. I, I believe it was was it Dick Emberg that did the oh my no that's Vern Lundquist Vern, was it Vern Lundquist Vern yeah. yeah one of those old guys the tiger chipping yeah. that caused the oh, oh my. my yeah perfect one of the best masters moments ever Tiger Woods chips in who'd you think it was Dick Dick Emberg, Dick Emberg. Okay. both both good Dick Emberg guys. said oh my yeah that's right but Vern Lundquist I believe the actual call was. Have you ever seen anything like that in your life? That is right. There you go. One of the great moments in history. Well, I mean, you guys. It was against Chris DeMarco. You are right. Good job Googling that, Paulie. Eldrick, two over, uh, about to putt for birdie on the 14th. Keep you updated on that. Um, Well, I got to take the green jacket. Just as iconic as the music or anything else. Associated with the Masters. So Jordan, we go back over to you. Three picks on the board and nine to go. I kind of feel like I'm stealing here in the second round, but let me get Augusta National. Augusta National. Just taking the course. Let me get the course. Taking the epic, luscious, all-natural green. No artificial um, ingredients included. Augusta National. And and the flowers aren't there azaleas or something? you can't take the course and the azaleas. I, mean, I guess I guess you kind of just did because you took the whole course. But if you want the flowers, elements of the course it. are still eligible. You Fine. can't just take the course off the board. <laughs> but I want it. So Jordan selects Augusta National Golf Club. Do you know what I think's cool? Googling your draft. No, no, what do you I, think's I, cool. Paul? I saw this yesterday. No, you was I did too. Shut up. You don't know what I saw. It's not on this list. Uh, Tom Watson, Jack Nicholas, and Gary Player. You want to draft that? Yes, yeah, starting the that opening start. That's to a the, great pick. To the I saw that. I was like, that is super cool. The legend starters. It, yeah. traditionally in, in this hole, in this Capozzi. case, as you mentioned, Jack Nicholas, Tom Watson, Gary Player. Gary Player did the traditional starting at the Masters. That's a that's a great one. Thank you. It's a great pick. Uh, that leaves me uh, over that. Over to me for the sixth pick. And when you, I mean, we have the music, we have the course, we have players, we have moments. There's so much here, but I've got to take. Now, I don't want to take the whole menu off the board, but Augusta is known for just having the same prices at the concession year after year after year. Most notably, the pimento cheese sandwich which I believe this year is $2, right? So give me, of course, in its master's wrapper, much like the NCAA, everything's got to be in a master's cup, master's wrapper, everything labeled properly. The pimento cheese sandwich. Jordan, back over to you. took food from me. I think they, they don't have like their peach cookie witches this year, I believe, due to a shortage. That's unfortunate. That is unfortunate. Thanks. Supply Bye. chain issues have prevented the peach ice cream Chipwich. You will never catch me watching golf, really, unless it's a Sunday finish to a tournament. And that's really what the Masters does for me. So with my third pick, I'm going to draft having something to do on a late Sunday afternoon. It's a terrible pick. Over no. to Paul. No, no. All right. It's I a remember, terrible freak. I remember pick. this one from my freshman year in uh in high school, and everybody, it's the quintessential choke of all time. Oh. 
Greg Norman six shot lead uh, at the Masters when he blew it, and you pulled the shark. That's a great pick. It's one of the all-time moments in the history of Augusta. Two-time major winner, but couldn't get it done even with a six-shot lead. He and Nick Faldo hugged after. That's correct. Sir Nick Faldo, three-time champion at Augusta. Uh, Eldrick still plus one, just teed off on 15, and uh, the cut is at four over, so fingers crossed. Hang in there, Eldrick. Let's go. Uh, back over to me. This is my third pick, the ninth overall pick. Uh, you picked uh, a great choke job moment. I'm going to pick the iconic win of all time in the history of Augusta. Now, Tiger had 2019, and Tiger had a lot of great wins, but the Golden Bear. Jack Nicholas, 1986, at 46 years old, which, by the way, coincidentally, Tiger also 46, raises the putter. The moment you see in every highlight reel you ever see for the rest of your life when it comes to the Masters, give me the Golden Bear. Back over to Jordan. It's not that I couldn't name a Masters moment if I tried, but I'm leaving them for you guys because I'm such a nice person. Sure, yeah. So uh, I think I know one more thing that they do at the Masters. I don't know if they got through it this year due to weather. But I always love watching all the old dudes and their kids the day before just smack a hole-in-one attempts at the par three tournament. Great pick. The traditional par three where they skip it across the water and, like you said, just the kids and everybody caddy and having a good time. Back over to Paul Sibilia for his last pick in the 11th overall. Why are you looking down? I'm going, I'm going, I'm, I'm not looking, I'm good Googling. Googled it. How about, uh... <laughs> How about Tiger? How about Tiger's first win? Sure, Paul. The original glory, it's called. We can't count his picks. We cannot. I come on. I remember that. Listen, it's some good Google in there. That's that was an epic win. Tiger He's just Woods scrolling through the one young article. phenom comes through red on Sunday became the tradition. The greatest moments. In, uh, how hard is it to Google greatest moments in Masters history? You did well. You, you, you did well improvising. Maybe if Jordan could just play along, it's radio. Nobody knows I'm cheating. Well, QSportsTalk.com is. They don't know. I could have been texting. Someone. Who knows? You could have been doing setting up a date. We know that's we know that's <laughs> not the case, right? But doing some of your vast responsibilities. Yeah. Jordan just gotta make me look stupid. All right, twelfth and final it. pick to me. It's a lot smaller than you think it is. It's an awkward ceremony when they actually Ooh, the first gift chat. the jacket, right? Butler Cabin. I'm going to take Butler Cabin, where the handing off of the green jacket, the traditional winner before, gives it to the new champion, the awkward conversation with the amateur in there. For some reason, Jim Nance just kind of steps aside and lets the Chairman of Augusta, take over the broadcast. It's so awkward every year, but I, I can't not watch it. It's like a car wreck. Give me the Butler Cabin ceremony. So quick recap. The music, Tiger Woods, the green jacket, Augusta National. Paul, uh, your second pick. I can't read my own handwriting here. What did you Google like Norman there? No, that the pick before that. Oh, the the. The player, the three guys, player and the other old. Oh, guys. the players, the right? Old yes, guys. The, the players. One that I actually witnessed. The old guy starters. Thank you, pimento cheese. Uh, Jordan oh. having something to do on a Sunday, and that was just a dumb pick. Greg oh. Norman's choke job, the Golden Bear, the par three contest, Tiger's first win, and Butler Cabin. That is the Mount Rushmore 
Masters draft. Thank I you, had, gentlemen. I had uh, someone tweet at me that I make our, my show unbearable to mm-hmm. listen to, so I'm going to do yours. When you first said this, all I could think of was He-Man is my favorite Masters of the Universe. The Masters of the Universe draft I'm in favor of someday, just not today. Are you master of your own domain? Man at Arms is the best he- character ever. That toy was awesome. Bye, Paul.